everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Hey, Dustin, how are you doing today? Hey, real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Fine, thank you. The topic is debt crisis looming with a question mark. What's going on? Well, it's, I think every second article um, in, in the financial, uh, you know, periodicals now is uh, whether it be the Wall Street Journal or Bloomberg or Reuters or or whomever, Financial Post, um, seems to be talking about, you know, debt crisis, debt this, debt that, as, as if the, uh, you know, the, the market doesn't know that interest rates have gone up. So it uh, it's just interesting because I think that uh, doom and gloom is you know sells sells uh, ads uh, in the media industry and uh, it's much more interesting to put a negative spin on on what's going on. So, as my kid um, would say, he calls that clickbait. Yeah, yeah. So so there's that, and you're right about interest rates. For some reason, it never seems to come up in the stories I write about because they only want to talk about the crisis that is looming they don't necessarily want to talk about why just want to it's like it's a panic it's the chicken little thing i guess yeah well what what's the old saying in the media business if it if it bleeds it reads yeah or leads right. yeah yeah it leads yeah, yeah. that's right so <clears throat> when uh when you're talking about uh you know what's going on in debt market um interest rates have obviously been going up for the better part of uh, a year and a half here um and it's, you know, I think it's manageable uh, long term. We're, you know, we're nowhere near where, where rates were in the early 80s or even the early 90s. Um, I remember my my parents buying a car, I think, in 1990. And, and I, I don't know why I was uh, aware of interest rates in 1990. I was, uh, you know, 15 <laughs> or 16 years old. But I That's remember why you're doing paying, this. You know, That's why you're doing this, because you cared. Yeah, I remember interest rates though on car loans being like twelve percent back then, right? Yeah. So comparatively now, you can still finance stuff at you know five six percent. It's not the end of the world. Um, what what's probably uh, you know triggering the um, <clears throat> the articles is we we've had these increases on the short short end of the yield curve, which is you know one two three years. Um, and then the sh- short-term rates have been going up and largely the, the longer term rates haven't been impacted, but in the last six weeks, they've gone up about 20%. So the yield, the yield on the 10 year treasury in the U S has gone from, I think four to roughly 4.8, which in, in, in a short period of time, that's a 20% move. So, um, as we've discussed on previous podcasts, when interest rates go up, the price of bonds goes down. Right. So if, if you hold a bond or a bond pool or, or, a, a, you know, a mutual fund that holds lo- longer term bonds and, and those rates start creeping up, you kind of taking it on the chin a little bit in terms of the, um, the, the price of your, your investment. Right. So, and, and of course, um, the longer the bond, the higher the sensitivity to the changes in interest rates, that's something called duration in finance. So when, when you're, when you see such a large move in the long-term bond rate, um, and by the way, that's where mortgage rates are based off of, so mortgage rates have crept up as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that's when you, you start to see uh, a little bit of concern, um, you know, from the corporate world. And and rightly so, because the, uh, the, the projects that are financed worldwide are not done on the one, two, and three-year end of the curve. Uh, if, 
if I'm a utility and I'm going to build a power plant, for instance, I'm going to finance that over 25 or 30 years, right? So if those financing costs go up, it means it cuts into the return of my project. Um, not necessarily the end of the world because you can also have pricing power, right? As, uh, as, as inflation goes up, so too does usually pricing. So I, I think it'll all balance out. It'll take some time to work through, but uh, I, I'm not a, a doom and gloom person. In fact, uh, in my experience, uh, markets and uh, the economy are rarely correlated, especially in the short term. So, and, and I, I counter that with the fact that, um, you know, we're heading into 2024, which is a U.S. election year. Yep. And historically, it's about 85% of the time uh, U.S. elections are positive for markets. So I, I wouldn't be betting in the 15% camp. I'd be going with the 85%. Uh, I'll always go with the odds if they're stacked in your favor. And uh, I, I think there's a lot going on, you know, war in the Middle East right now, war in Ukraine. Uh, but when, when hasn't there been a lot going on, Right. you know, it, it, there's always something it's a big, it's a big globe and uh, there's a lot of people on it and a lot of people who don't think the same uh, religious or otherwise. So uh, there's always strife going on. Uh, will, will, will the, the debt be manageable? I think so. I don't, I don't think the, the credit markets are going to dry up. Um, and, and, you know, I, I see the, the banking uh, industry, even though the stocks of bank stocks are all down right now, which is probably, you know, a, a tremendous buying opportunity in terms of dividend yield and price. But that's, that's a subject for another podcast. Um, I, I see the sectors that have gotten punished all making very good returns. So there's a little bit of a disconnect between corporate profits right now and share prices, especially in those dividend sectors. Um, so tip, typically, you know, the sectors you'd want to keep your eye on in a rising rate environment, utilities, pipelines, banks, life codes, uh, telcos. So when, when you're talking about opportunities, uh, you know, what a golden opportunity to maybe get in on some of these uh, beaten up shares uh, if you have a long-term outlook, right? Um, so the, the long end of the curve has been, been going up and, and that I think it's healthy. Uh, we've discussed this before on previous podcasts that, you know, zero, zero or 1% interest rates are, are not the, the norm. Historically rates have been much higher. So I, I, for one, am, am happy to see, um, rates going up a little bit, although I think they raised them, uh, too sharply and, uh, too, too high in too short a period of time. But now at least, you know, we're, we're in a more normal operating environment. I shouldn't be able to get five-year mortgage rates at 2%. It doesn't, doesn't compute. So uh, I, I'm a little, little concerned uh, in terms of the commercial um, mortgage market because I think that uh, there's a lot of skyscrapers that are sitting empty on, in almost every major metropolitan area. Right. And I don't think that market is coming back anytime soon. Uh, the work from home uh, uh, phenomenon that happened with COVID is is very real, and uh, you know the the fact that these companies are not making employees come back to the office tells me that it's just not a trend. It's it's here to stay. So, right. uh, well, you sound pretty a, you sound pretty upbeat about things, and uh, you know what? It's just we we've talked about this. You can't get too high and you can't get too low on stuff, right? You know, I, 
you have you have to you know look at things with a with an even keel and uh, with some objectivity. Uh, doesn't do any good to panic. So uh, I, I own a lot of bank stocks. They're all in in the proverbial crapper right now. All the share prices are down. Uh, am I panicking and selling banks? No, I'm I'm collecting dividends and I'm having some patience because I know at the end of the day, um, Canadian banks have historically churned out. Uh, very good, healthy profits and and return on equity. So, uh, I, I think that they're the prices are all going to rebound. It might take uh, some time, but you know, if you had bought uh, into some of these sectors in, in the last downturns, I'm thinking specifically in terms of financials of 08 or 09 uh, or the spring of 2020. Uh, 12 to 18 months down the road, you were a pretty happy camper because you had uh, outsized returns in a short period of time. So, um, uh, t- takes a little bit of a cast iron stomach sometimes to, to go against the grain and buy when everything's dropping. Um, and it also takes a little bit of patience and, and fortitude to, uh, maintain the status quo when everything's dropping as well. Right. right. So, um, uh, trick in investing is to stay invested and not panic. So. I got you. Hey, listen, thanks for your time today. Great as always. Appreciate it. You bet, Brian. We'll talk to you again soon. And that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next episode. Don't forget, all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed on this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.